Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and um, extraterrestrials from other planets, um, this is the first X Minute. My name is Ruti Medramala. You call me Papa the Great on Twitter at PAPI underscore the Great. I'm excited because um, for the umpteenth time um, of this podcast, I'm featuring um, not just one, but two football fans. And um, from what I've heard in the last few minutes, I think I'm in for, or you're also in for, an amazing podcast episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for always listening to the um, episodes of this podcast. Um, if you haven't, please leave a rating on iTunes, Teacher, Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast episodes um, from. So, um, dear guests, this is how we do it on the podcast. Um, you introduce yourself, your name, the club you support, and um, the clubs, or if it's one, the club you hate <laughs> the most. So, so since... Um, um, Kemi starts with K and um, Bisola starts with B. Um, let's start alphabetically. So, um, Bisola, yes. over to you. Okay. Um, well, as you all know, my name is um, Bisola and um, I'm an Arsenal supporter. I've been supporting Arsenal for over two decades now. So, yeah, I'm an Arsene Wenger baby, um, as, you, <laughs> <laughs> as you might know. And um, I... I support two things that actually uh, Real Madrid in Spain um, and uh, Arsenal in, in England. Um, what team do I hate the most? Is that is that the other question? Yeah, that's the other question. <laughs> um, I would say it's Manchester United. I'm not even surprised. <laughs> I saw it coming. I saw it coming. Actually, that was Chelsea. Nah, I mean, no, I, I kind of knew. I kind of knew. United. Um, now I'm now I'm loving this podcast episode already. Wow, why why Manchester United? Well, because you know um, we were fierce rivals, definitely at the time yeah. when I started supporting. Um, but it, I think it wasn't just because of that. I think it was the manner in which I felt um, they were winning. Sometimes um, I'm never going to forget the game fifty. Um, Manchester United and Fergie had a lot of the referees in their pockets. Um, they won a lot <laughs> of titles. Can we count down? Count down. They, won of, of, they won a lot of titles by having Fergie time. I mean, Fergie time was not a myth. We all know what it was. Um, last minute penalties, you know, just all of those things that were going on at that time. Mm. And um, basically, Sending attack dogs like um, what's that guy's name, Sam Allardyce, you know, to rough Arsenal players up because they feel like you know we're still with foreign players, you know. So there was just this other, you know, like us versus the foreigners, you know, kind of mm. things. Yeah, that's that's one of the reasons why, you know, I mean, it was a great team. I think there there were some titles that I felt they were very well deserved, but. There were, there were a lot of things going on during Fergie time, which, you know, I mean, anyone with looking at it from a neutral point of view would know that things were happening, right? I mean, and it all culminated in the game 50, which we all saw it was one of the worst referee games of football ever. So yeah, yeah. and it is got no love from me, for sure. The love is for Arsenal, the love is for Real Madrid, but um, Bissola's hate is for um, 
the Red Devils, talking about Manchester United. And speaking of Manchester United, the next guest on the um, podcast episode is a Manchester United fan. But I'll let you, I'll let her introduce herself. Kemi, over to you. Okay, hello everybody. My name is Kemi Yusuf. I am a Manchester United fan. I've been a fan for 17 years. Um, I... What other club do I like? To be honest, it's just Manchester United. Mm. I think... I mean, these days, I try to follow um, Napoli. I try to follow other leagues because of how Manchester United is now. But the only club for me, like... Manchester United is the love of my life, really. So... Mm. I follow the men's team and the women's team. Beyond that, I follow oh, Manchester United. Really, I think, yeah. And then, what club do I hate? I don't hate us now. Although <laughs> I, I actually, you know, the funny thing is, I understand. I get that Arsenal fans hate Manchester United fans. I get it because I, I knew it was going to be about that on the team run. I knew, <laughs> so mm. I get it. But you know, like the past, at least since I've been supporting Manchester United, Arsenal hasn't posed like that much threat Arsenal were threatening in like the early 2000s the 1999 2000 2001 2000 2003 you know we had Arsenal Blackburn Leeds these were the teams that were like you know Mm. fighting for the league basically United and then by the time Mourinho came and changed how everything you know went I I to be honest the club I hate the most is Liverpool I don't I don't hate Arsenal I just don't think i don't regard us now i think that's it it's not hatred i'm just indifferent because it's us now like i don't i can't rate us now like i don't take them seriously i've never taken okay. them seriously mm. i mean like who <laughs> i don't want to start let me not start because like who no, goes that, that's and, and oh no 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 no. Oh, no 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 okay i didn't know it was that kind of start so just wait wait so <laughs> no, no, no. Then, no, i'm actually just i'm no i'm actually just thinking out loud about why i don't regard us now Okay, okay. Yeah. The, my my dad is an well, if, if if you're going to go there, then we can also say who goes to the Champions League final um, and loses to Barcelona twice. twice. And yeah? Barcelona. That that's a fair <laughs> argument, yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Because oh my god, I actually remember both games. I wasn't sad about the, the second one because you know we were outplayed from the beginning, but the first one really hurt. Oh God, that was um, um, I've forgotten the city in which it was hosted. Um, um, was it Greece now? I've forgotten. The Messi goal, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. So, yes. Uh, we have an Arsenal fan in the, um, not necessarily in the building. Um, this one is being Wait. recorded by a call. Um, but then again, this is the first X Minutes podcast. Just in case you're wondering, um, for the Arsenal fan, Bishola, you find her on Twitter at Hot Red. It's spelled H A W T underscore Red R E D. For Kemi, the Manchester United fan, you find her on Twitter at the Kemi underscore Y. That's T H E K E M I underscore Y. If you like capital letters, then that Y is spelled in, or well, is written in the capital form. So. <laughs> I don't think it really matters anyway, though. But uh, let's start. Um, I'm thinking start from Europe, start from Africa, start from Europe. Let's start from Africa. Um, Riyad Mahrez popped up in the news a few days ago. Um, he says, and I quote, we should have the African Cup every four years in the summer. For those who don't know, are not familiar with the tournament. It's a two-year tournament. Um, the most recent one, I think, was last year. 
yes, hosted last year. We are looking forward to the next one being hosted um, next year. So um, I'd like to start with um, Bisola. Tournaments, tournaments, FIFA World Cup is a four-year tournament. The rules, four-year tournament. Um, the um, South American one edition, I've forgotten the name now, Copa America, um, with as random as can be. They just host it every now and then. You just They, they just host it regularly. Yeah. So for yeah. the African Cup of Nations, do you think it should be a two-year tournament or a four-year tournament copying the likes of the FIFA World Cup and the Euros? Well, I think in order for us to have a more respectable and a bigger show and put out a better tournament, we should go four years. Um, Mm. However, you know, what are we competing against, right? Because at the end of the day, we're talking about revenue generation and we're talking about competing um, for audience, right? So if we're holding these tournaments in the summer, same time as the Euros or same time as the Olympics or same time as, you know, any other summer tournament, then are we going to get the audience that uh, we want and can that generate that revenue for us? So, Mm. but then again, if we're hosting every two years or if we're hosting in in the winter, where you know most leagues are still active you know sometimes um it's, it presents a problem for not just the player and the club but you know um the the quality that we can put out because i don't know if you remember but you know in the early days of Muriel um chelsea a lot of those players were not coming to the nation's cup like they would yeah. mysteriously get injured and then as soon as maybe you know, late January or something, they mysteriously they're back from injury. <laughs> uh, <because laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it happened with a lot of um, um, with a lot of African players, right? So, mm. and also, you know, on the players' point of view, where you you leave a club and uh, for a few weeks, and you know, unfortunately, someone takes your place and the person is on good form and you can't win your place back. So, mm. like, there's mm. all those mm. things mm. as well. Um, so yeah, maybe moving it to the summer would help. Um, but are we going to get a summer where we don't have to compete with other football? Yeah. That's 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 really the question. Mm. You know, I, I don't think I can answer that right now. Um, the 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 even number years are usually taken mostly by the um, FIFA World Cup or the um, Euro tournament. You look at um, yeah. twenty. 14, the World Cup, then 2016, the Euros, yeah. and at some point in time, the Olympics um, pops up somewhere, somewhere. Even the odd-numbered ones are some, usually taken over by the FIFA um, grade-level tournament and all of yeah. that. So, to an extent, it's kind of, like, confusing. I'd like to bring him in. Um, uh, Mr. spoke about revenue generation. I mean, do you think we can get more by um, putting a larger break in between tournament, or do you think the well? Speaking of getting more, whoever knows where the home money there's there's usually no account for it to an extent. We just hear yeah. that X and Y money was generated, but let's just agree that money is generated with each tournament. Now, does CAF generate more by increasing putting more distance between competition um, years, or um, should we continue the way it is and let's just stick to the um, quid pro quo? Um, I actually think, um, I don't think we should do 
what we're doing now because of like Marais was actually right. Like it is most of most of people that follow Afcon games when the season is on, they are mostly Africans and sports journalists and like actual investors or people invested in the game. You, like the the global audience that we want, the same audience that um, the World Cup gets. We can't. I don't think Euro. I don't even think the Euros get the same audience the World Cup gets because a lot of no. Americans don't don't watch the Euros, right? It's no. mostly a continental thing and African since mm. we love European football. It's the same way doing Copa America. Not everybody really follows Copa America. A lot of Africans don't follow Copa America. And Copa America is still doing fine. Like, last time I checked. Although, I don't know why they have Japan playing Copa America. But they, they do their thing. They do their thing. And I actually think we should switch to four years. But the only thing is we have to switch to four years with, like... Like you said, the age grade tournaments, we can't compete with the World Cup. No, but no, I don't think there's any sports that can compete with the World Cup. But if since we, we're already like on a two year thing and we know that World Cup is mostly like even, right? So it's always like 2024. 20, so why can't we have like um, AFCON maybe 2025 or Johnstown? Mm. Like it should be yeah, every four yeah. years. So it means that just those odd number years. Year, Yes, I think mm. Afcon can compete with the with the Euros. I think Afcon can compete with the Euros. I but I don't think Afcon can compete with the World Cup. I think Afcon can compete with other great tournaments. The only thing now is mm. we have to improve the quality of what we're broadcasting. You know, we follow Afcon here. I think I at least I still remember Afcon 2004, 2002, and I, I and I think about Afcon now. The quality has increased, but we still need to engage. Like, what country is hosting? Is this con- does this country have the the essential technology or the the up to date technology or is there a way to captivate other um, continents people people living in other continents is there a way to captivate them is there a way to attract them to watch Afcon they won't watch mm-hmm. Afcon when the the La Liga is on when the Premier League is on or Bundesliga you know all the major leagues you can't compete with it during the league season Marais is actually right I just think we we, we can do every four years but it just it, it, it must not coincide with the world cup i think we can do well with euros euros and i think it's fine i think we can yeah i think that's my, my what, my, part, what are the tournaments that goes for every um year? um it's just the eighth grade levels the on the 17th i think the fifth on the 17th yeah, men's world the cup 17th, then yeah women's about- world cup also comes into play um, the women's world cup was hosted last year, which was 2019. Yeah, um, yeah. so the under 17th, the under 20s, I think FIFA usually reserves it for um, those, those reserves those tournaments for those odd number years and confederations. Yeah, and, co- and then there's the confederations cup, also not oh, forgetting that. Forgetting yeah, there's that. That one, that one so, for the world cup. Oh, yeah, we need, yeah, you so, know what. We have to have Afcon like after the World Cup, not before. After. Okay, like let's say maybe the World Cup. The, okay, let's say let's put for instance say, um, I think the 2026 World Cup will be hosted by um, USA Mexico. I'm not sure. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So, so we should do like 2025. Yeah. Or 2027 because because of the Confederations Cup in 2025. So I'm just thinking maybe 20, 2025. Seven, yeah, like the mm. year after. It's still the podcast that um, features fans or just me talking about football, basically. And we have to switch things up and head over to um, Europe 
um, first off, the Premier League, okay. well, the most popular football, club football league in the world, in uh, by yeah. numbers and statistics and everything. And I'll stick with Kemi. Um, the Premier League, they're complicating things more than ever. I mean, the, we just, the general Bundesliga just resumed last, or this weekend. And this we didn't weekend. hear noise. There wasn't that much yeah. noise about club going against the government, about neutral <laughs> venues, about do's and don'ts. But hey, the Premier League just pops and says, okay, yeah, so we're going to have the project restart and this was what you must, you must do. These are the things you must not do. You can't have players where you're tackling them. The pitches must be disinfected. This, 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 this. And I'm just thinking to myself, what is the essence of all this? Uh, let me just ask you one question. Um, what's okay. this argument of neutral grounds? Is it feasible? It's actually pretty stupid. Can I say that? Can I say yeah, that? of course. Hey, okay. why not? It, it's very stupid because, um, first of all, I, I think the reason why we did we didn't like you know the Bundesliga they had talks with the German government they had they had their talks and there was no problem everybody nobody fought but mm-hmm. I think um, English people generally not generally but like the English English football generally has always been loud and a bit controversial and since we're used to it so we will always hear all the noise we don't get any unfiltered stuff and this um the offering of neutral guns what does that mean like do is it not still the same players that would play and even if you're saying you don't want fans to come and watch that's why you want a neutral gun how do they, how are they sure that there are no fans of those things in those cities that they want to use as neutral grounds mm. Mm. I'm sure fans are everywhere, you know. What if they want, for example, imagine that I, I live in Leicester, for example. I live in Leicester and um, they decide that all Old Trafford games, move, all games that are supposed to be at Old Trafford moves to Leicester. They want to use Leicester as neutral ground for Old Trafford. I'm a Manchester fan. I'm going to... It's your lucky day. <laughs> exactly. Like, now they're even saving me train fare or Jamestown. Yeah. So I that idea should actually like be thrown in the bin. I think mm. that because it's, it is even easier to control, it is easier to control crowd or control um, other factors that you might not. Um, it's just easier to control people or just control. It's easier to have a grip a grip on every of everything when mm. you are like playing in your your house, like your home turf. Like the staff know what to do. Obviously, you brief them. This is the do and do. This is the SOP. We're taking precautionary, precautionary um, measures. The security, the guards, they would know what to do because they've been doing it before. Obviously, it's mm. a different thing now because you have to, you know, keep out everybody else. But again, they know what to do. But mm. if you're saying you want to do a neutral ground, so is it that you're going to transfer all the staff, including like backroom staff, the people we don't know about, the, the physios or even the people that cook for them, the people that that's clean. Are you going to transport all those people to the neutral ground as well? Or would the neutral ground already have those people? How will it work exactly? So mm. that's why I think the idea is stupid. Um, that's that's Kerry's um, point of view. I'd like to take um, Bissola's right now. Um, for those who don't know, it's an argument between the UK government saying, oh yeah, we will okay um, it. We, uh, we actually want to give the Premier League the green light based on the fact that they should play games at neutral grounds. Um, Premier League clubs are um, not in um, support 
of that um of the of what the government is saying and they are pleading and saying you know what let's play these games at our grounds and then of course a whole lot of things have come a whole lot of people have come out to talk about how um it is the relegation threatened sides that are making the most noise and are making the fuzz about the whole thing because of mm-hmm. the home and away theory and everything um Bisola, what do you think about this whole thing do you think it makes any sense i mean is it just a way to just um kick up more dust about the premier league what exactly is going on with this argument i think the argument makes sense um having a neutral ground um and i think one of the reasons i say that is because English fans, as we know it, are the most unsophisticated and unruly set of fans in the world. Yes, I agree. 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 And I think the idea came up because they know that if they have these games at home, there's no way they're going to control that crowd. They will turn up. I mean, you're seeing what's happening in parks and even when there's like a total lockdown, you know, I mean, the first on the first day where they had an easing of the lockdown, you know, all the trains were filled up again. You know, it's very, very difficult in the UK to maintain social distancing. So it's just like Lagos. It's actually just like Lagos. Yeah. You know, so (laughs) it's I understood why they proposed the neutral ground. And saying that, okay, like for example, what's the um, per area, the number of Manchester United fans you have living in Manchester versus those living in Leicester? It's less in Leicester yeah. City. It's less. Right? Uh, yeah. And of so proba- they're playing with probability. They're not, play- they're not trying to eliminate. They're just playing with, okay, what venue would we have the least probability of having this large congregation? And even if they do congregate, they're not going to be in the thousands or the tens of thousands that would happen if they were playing on home grounds. So I kind of understood um, the argument for the neutral ground, right? Um, But also, you know, like uh, Kemi said, there is the issue of the logistics aspect of it, which, well, you know, if I'm going to an away game, it's still the same logistics, right? Either I'm, I'm traveling over to um old trafford or i'm traveling to leicester city still the same logistics whether mm. I, you know i'm going for an away game or i'm going for a home game i'm sorry i'm going for an away game or i'm going to a neutral ground you know it's just still the logistics of it right and so i understood why but i don't think that would that will stand eventually i think they're gonna they're gonna scrap that um just to try and please those relegation um threatened sides yeah because i was actually thinking about them you know because they don't have they don't have money to spare the way the big guys do they can't afford can you hear me but then again yeah yeah, no we can hear you but then again they are the ones that we we need to look at it you know in a it could sound a little bit cynical but you have to realize also that those guys don't want the league to start so they're going to complain about every single thing. Just <laughs> to stall yeah. the project restart. Yeah, because if the league doesn't, <laughs> they don't get relegated, right? And we're talking about the difference between a club going into liquidation or administration 
you know, and surviving for another, you know, another season or so. But the, if the league doesn't start, right? So if league doesn't start, there will be no relegation, and yeah, no relegation to get to get. So that's the problem, right? Because what that, some people are proposing to have like an expanded league. Basically, those who are at top of the lower league will move, but there'll be no relegation, right? And that's what the guys who are in danger of getting relegated are in favor of. Because the, the you know, when they, they're talking about the playoffs um, yeah. from the championship, right? Where they say it's the, yeah. the, it's the, the biggest prize. No, it's the biggest prize in world football. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they win. Oh, yeah. It's absolutely spot on because the money in the Premier League is so lot. that yeah. there's no competition in world football that can that can um, compete for that prize money. So that's why that playoff final is called the the most expensive um win game in the world or in world football. Because that's the fact. So you can imagine the reason why any team that is in danger of getting relegated right now will not want Project Restart to be successful because mm-hmm. they want Premier League. And so we understand why these guys are coming up with these arguments. But I, I feel like because, you know, Germany has restarted their league um, and this whole money deal, you know, they need to fulfill it anyway. Whatever the case may be, I think the Premier League will restart. Um, yeah. It's how it will restart that they just need to find out. There's something that worries me. Um, everybody keeps talking about German football and how German football has started again and there's no, you know, no funfair, no drama. But the thing is, Germany has handled, has handled the coronavirus situation like 100 times better than the UK has, than England has, right? And a lot, we, I think we tend to forget that that's the reason why they can even start football this early because they started, you know, actively trying to contain the virus as soon as possible. The UK started late. The UK did not take it seriously. The death mm. tolls are high. Like, you know, it's a, it's a bit more serious in the UK than it is in Germany, I think. I don't want to... But just in Germany, has handled it better. You can obviously see it in, like, even with the football. But, you see, the, uh, I mean, I think football will go on because... Yes, the, the teams that are down there now, they don't want to get relegated. But because there's a succession of, like, actual leagues, so you have the Premier League, the Championship, you have League 1, League 2, you have National League. So this National, this all, these other clubs, too, in those tiny, tiny leagues, they also want to get promoted as well. So it won't be fair on them, even if it might be okay for the relegation-based team. So to be fair to everybody, I think football will continue. You try ground or not, I think football will continue. I and I I mean I want it to continue but I don't think the UK can handle it the way Germany is handling it. I'm not sure it might backfire, but it will probably start. We'll see. Yeah, I, I I really don't know if you know there's a way they could kind of like have these guys sequestered somewhere like a camp, like a huge camp, and just play maybe you know two games per week or or yeah. Five games to it for two weeks and, and just get this thing done over and done with, you know. Just so, and what I mean is like the players don't go home to their families, they're kind of like in a camp for like a month, you know. So just, they just play everything there. Exactly. So that the only interaction is 
between the players with the physios and the, you know whoever is helping. Essential staff they need. Essential so staff. They, you know, if I, anybody I is infected, there, they will all be there. If anybody is infected, there, they will be there together. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I I had to be a spe- for the first time in a long time. I had to be a spectator of my own podcast. Um, or what do you oh call God. if a spectator is a viewer? <laughs> then what do you call the listener? I had to spec listen if there's something like that because it was just it was just a back and forth, and I was actually I was enjoying it because you took it to angles I wasn't I didn't even have listed on the script, and I'm like, oh hey, this is fun. Um, 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 Kevin spoke about continuing and. For the love of God, I think I just want us to stop continuing about the Premier League for a while. But the Premier League just seems to pop up on every conversation now and ever. It's just the Premier League. That's what the Premier League does. We're talking about football in South Korea last week. And um, the Premier League just appeared in the conversation. Like, is the Premier League watching <laughs> what they're doing in South Korea? Are they going to implement Everybody's like, take a chill pill. Let's just talk about football in other leagues. Still the President's Minute podcast. I have an Arsenal fan. I have a Manchester United fan. And um, we have to talk about a league that does not feature any of their darling teams. And I'm talking about the Bundesliga. Kicked off on Saturday. Borussia Dortmund doing doing so well. Leipzig uh, maybe not so so. I'm not they sure about this. everybody. Yeah, Leipzig like Leipzig just had. I watched a bit of the game and they just seemed so disinterested in the game. Maybe I think it's a thing with match fitness and um all of that. And I have, I like to bring my guest in. Um, of all the things that happened in the Bundesliga yesterday, one. Um, by the way, if you're wondering, we're recording this on a Sunday, and I think Bayern Munich should be playing as we speak. Um, so start, I don't. The game starts by five. That will start by five. Great. So, yeah. um, if everything that happened on Saturday, Haaland's celebration was the yeah. one that kind of like took the whole um, what, what how do I call it now? The whole billboard. Let's talk about this social this with the the social media social um, entities were quick to term it social distancing goal celebration. And I'm wondering, wait a minute, is it not the same Haaland that was grappling with another defender for the chance to nod a corner kick or a set piece? Why are they now staying away from each other when it comes to celebrating goals? I mean, those it's What's going on? What's going on? Like, it was funny. Like, okay, I'm, you know, I saw him. I was like, okay, yeah, is this like some kind of new style? And then I saw tweets about, and that's a social distancing goal. Set. I'm like, hey, wait, 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 wait. He just tackled somebody. He just competed for the ball with somebody. He just jumped higher than another defender. What exactly is going on with this no touching, no hugging goal celebration thing? Oh my god, it, it was very funny because, you know. The last time we spoke, like we were texting, and I said mm. football is a contact sport. Like literally, con- <laughs> they, I don't know how they. I mean, I know they are trying to reduce, like they are trying to do, like reduce minimal contact. But it's, 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 is it not the, the same guys that would go to the dressing room and be in the dressing room together, or would they be in different dressing rooms? Mm. It's not similar to the same guys that you think. The, the person that is fighting for a corner is the person you don't want to celebrate with. Like at, at, at this point, I'm like, you know what? Bissonnette's idea is actually great. Even now that like German football is on, I think the players shouldn't go home to their families. You know, mm. so that let everybody just you know play normal football. If you want to celebrate with your friends, celebrate your your teammates. Celebrate. If you want to talk with, if you want to argue with your ref, argue. Celebrate. Just know that you guys aren't 
like if there's any risk or anything but they've been cleared so there shouldn't be any risk right but even if there is they should like they should be they shouldn't be with your family even to the ligands i think mm. they shouldn't be with their family because there's no way you can avoid the contact the contact is going to happen it will unconsciously or consciously mm. it's going to happen there's mm. <laughs> It's pointless. Let me let me bring in um Pisola quickly. Um Kemi has had a say on the Bundesliga so far. Um but I will not ask you about the pointless social distancing. I'll actually ask mm-hmm. you about um a much fairer question and that is about the team you're supporting. Everybody is clinching now. Even the even the German Bundesliga teams are looking for fans. And that's why yeah. you see threads um of tweets um um targeting specific Premier League fans and um yeah. Premier League accounts and even some Premier League teams already affiliating with some Bundesliga teams. So for you, um this is like, which team looks like oh yeah i like this team now yeah, to support them at least for the time being um based on just maybe just because i want to support them or based on where they are on the position on the table or based on their form and how they perform so far the well, first of all the german social media account uh the best on football today. like this guy agreed 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 I second you for sure. those guys are they are awesome they are so great they're so did good you oh did you guys see the thread of Schalke Manchester City's uh, the tweet to the director of Manchester City was just the one that got me completely like that wasn't necessary but then again hey you know what the Schalke ball was like um, the, I think there was a score line where Manchester City really trashed now I think it was 7-0 or 4-0 or something and so in trying to target them they were like that score line wasn't really necessary but they would look yeah, away they and let, um, they would let it yeah. slide and I think there was another one <laughs> Uh, there's another one about Spurs that was Leipzig yeah. Leipzig that targeted was, them yeah. that was awesome it was like we'll let you win next time but <laughs> you know for the time we just support us crazy yeah no, they're, they're so good so um, in terms of who do I have uh, an affiliation for I think early in the early 2000s because I liked um, um, Stefan I really um, supported um Bayern Munich at the time, but and um, Oliver Kahn. Like, okay, well, my national team internationally used to be Germany or, until oh my last God. year. My national team ago. is Germany. <laughs> yeah, oh, finally, yeah, there's something else they agree on. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and obviously most of the German players used to play for um, Bayern Munich and you know Bastian. That that whole yeah, you know. Um, mm rating group of 2000 2002 you know i really really enjoyed um german football from then on so yeah they've always been my team but no longer anyway so back to the question um i think in terms of how they operate and you know um their emphasis on you the emphasis on you know playing beautiful football and also the ability to bottle um i think um, <laughs> oh my god she, she she really she's really picking all the boxes i'm not uh because the way borussia bought bottled the league last season i it was not funny like it i couldn't I, yeah, I couldn't <laughs> believe my eyes it was so crazy you know I, it was so arsenal as well 
So yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice one. It's, the same, nice it's, one. it's the same way. It's the same way Leipzig has bought through this season. It's the same way. Yeah, exactly. You know, and really <laughs> love that. And I think I wanted Nagelsmann to replace Arsene. I've, I've been a big fan of him since since he came out mm-hmm. uh, three years three years ago, right? Three or four years ago. I've been a big fan. Like I really really love his brand of football. Um. So, but yeah, Borussia first, and maybe Leipzig. But yeah. Because of Timo Werner, that... Leipzig, okay. yeah, Borussia. Is, I think I identify more to Borussia, and I follow them on Twitter as well. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's you know. for me. For me, it's I mean, just anything that is not Bayern, man. For me, it's anything that's not Bayern. <laughs> <laughs> I, because you know, I personally can't forget the loss. I think twenty. When was that? We lost two one. Manchester United lost two one to Bayern. I think in the Champions League. Oh yeah. I thought, was it was it the one that featured the Robin spectacular yeah, goal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah. yeah, that's what of course. that's why I don't that's why I don't most like my United fans will not forget that game just because mm-hmm. of that goal. I can't remember that's anything why from I that don't game. Like oh no, I remember something from that game. Wasn't it the same game that um Yeah, no, no, you um Fergie was quoted as saying Rooney would not start the game and then boom, starting lineup Rooney appears not even on the bench. In the starting lineup, and everybody's like, "Okay, wait, what's going on?" Still ended up in an L or a big fat L yeah. for Manchester Manchester United. They were spoken about the That's Premier why League. I like <laughs> mm. Spoken about the Premier League. Spoken about the Bundesliga. Still the first X minute podcast. My um, guest on today's podcast, Kemi, Manchester United fan. Um, you find her on Twitter at the Kemi Y T H E K E M Y M I underscore Y. Just in case you didn't get it the first time, let me be slow at this time. T H E K E M I underscore Y. Hi. Um, I have a national fan. Her name is Bisola. You find her on Twitter at the sorry. How am I mixing these handles up? Hot no, red. H A W T underscore red. R E D. That's H A W T underscore R E D. Now. Let's talk about, I think I've been messing pronunciations up in the past few seconds. And let's talk about pronunciations of um, player names. Um, <laughs> I know nobody will do well here, but I just have to bring it up. So the conversation popped up on social media. I think it was on the podcast I heard. And I'm like, I had to ask um, the ladies. Um, let me start with you, um, Pisola. What's the hardest I know, I know, I know that at some point in time you must have had um, encounters with so many names. I remember when Kepa came, and then they had to make a short clip, like nine second, nine ten seconds short clip for us to know the pronunciation. Arisa Balaga, yeah, 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 Z is not Arisa; it's Arisa Balaga. I think it's something with the Spanish, the Greek names, the Italian names at some point in time. So for you, Pisola, what's the hardest? Name they have ever player name they have ever come across and you were like oh boy I'll not even bother. Well, I don't know if I have a problem pronouncing um, as opposed to spelling. And <laughs> okay. that, I was so glad when he eventually left Arsenal and his Wojciech Chesney. It's so good <laughs> for the love of God, I can never spell this. You can't spell it. Okay. I, Literally, every time I need to, I want to talk about him, I have to go on Google to find out yeah. how to spell it. And I'm like, this is just too much work. I'm not doing it. And when oh, he left, no. I'm like, bye. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Oh wow! <laughs> I feel you, man. I feel you. Like it's so easy to pronounce what Chechesni, but my but God, it's the spelling. Yeah, like it's it's for the Z. Is it the Z before the C? Like where exactly is? Where yeah, are these letters? Like, there are too many consonants. Like right now, I'm so need to go to learn how to spell it. So I'm done. There are too many consonants. I think that's the problem. There are too many consonants. Yeah, yeah. I think it's something. I think it's something with the Polish names. And um, can you mention the texting? There was the Blazewskowski guy that played for. I can't spell it. I just know he's Jakub. His, his first name is Jakub. Yeah, so sometimes when I want to when I want to dodge the, the, the argument about it, I'm just like, okay, you know what? You know Jakub that played for Borussia. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That guy, that guy, that guy. That's what I'm talking about. So most of us yeah. really try to <laughs> most of us try to um what's the word now? Run away from this pronunciation, especially in arguments or conversations where we are names pop up. Speaking of conversations where football players and their names pop up, Kemi, I'll start with you. I have this mm-hmm. um trick shot or should i say curveball like the same baseball you people you'll okay. just say i didn't put it in the script but then again i just have to um i like to do it with my um, um guests i just ask them a question off script francesco totti versus steven gerard who was more influential for their club oh i saw that totti i chose totti it may be a mm. preference thing but i chose totti because like how many titles have roma won like in their history mm, I, don't, just I feel like I feel like last yeah I feel, and Totti was the captain then Totti yeah, yeah. I, I think Totti was more influential for 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 Roma of course Gerard has like you say as well he has a shout in the European League triumph and everything but then he also cost his team the league I mean, oh, wow. I didn't mind. Um, I did not mind that it cost, obviously. I didn't mind because we lost 4 1. Yeah. We lost 4 1 that season and I was very pissed. So I did not mind. But, I mean, like, to be honest, like, even when I don't even want to deviate, I mean, I choose Totti. That's my final answer. But mm. even when, even when everybody's comparing Gerald, um, Gerald to Lampard and, you know, I still choose Lampard. I, like I don't read Gerard like that. Maybe it's just me, but I don't read Gerard. Maybe the thing between you and Gerard, which is nah. maybe. Nah, yeah, cause cause they they won four one and then he just camera at Ultra Four. So that is we that. Have, oh yeah, I remember we that game. Well. I remember yeah. that game. Mm. Thank you. Bro. I think it was there was this. Sorry to sorry 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 is the game I'm remembering, but um <laughs> there's this free kick. I'm not sure if it's Aurelio. Somebody scored a free kick. I'm trying to remember the name of the yeah, guy. I, re- scored I remember that game. Yeah, I remember yeah. that game. Forward. Uh, and, uh, Bis- and and, yeah. yeah, and Torres, exactly. So, Bissala, for you, um, Francesco Totti um, versus Steven Gerrard. Who do you think was more influential for the club? Do you go with Kemi or do you have a contrary opinion? Uh, I'm saying, um, I Sing. think, yeah. Um, I think Totti because of not just his influence but his importance to that club and you know just you know season after season just you know being that figure that talismanic figure for them um and um i think based also on when you see what he has won with um roma versus what they have won in their entire history like he covered 70 percent of all i'm not sure but you know like just basically 
that figure that you know that uh, just the way for example you you would say you know ferguson to manchester united where he's won so many titles but you could have you know success in other years but you know that yeah. person has won so many or so much the percentage of the total is so high that i mean you just have to give it to um you just have to give it to uh to totty like check check henderson right now he's gonna leave the premier league he's gonna he has lifted the champions league i mean what has yeah what did Super Cup, yeah, yeah. Super Cup. Mm. No, no, you know but, he, but he, yeah, but so like it, even you know Liverpool. I, I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. I just wanted to add to what you were saying, so You know how Liverpool haven't won the league in Premier League era, right? They've only won the mm, Champions League, mm, and they're already mm. obsessed with the league. And then he cost his team the league. Okay, wait, wait. So are we are we saying are we saying now that um uh, when it push comes to shove? And when we're looking at the um, Hall of Fame in Liverpool, mm-hmm. is Henderson going to rank higher than Steven Gerrard? No, not, that's not no, what I'm now, saying. No. That's, that's, for that's now, no. Oh, for now, oh, okay. For okay. now, because, okay. Of, because, of what I'm is, because of longevity, you know, I don't in think terms of like, yeah. In terms of, like, if if we go down 20 years down the line, do you understand? Yeah, mm-hmm. then we are on ranking. Yeah, for sure. You know, Gerard was extremely important for Liverpool. Sometimes it was one of the reasons why they finished wherever they finished in the league, right? Um, um, and in the Lampard Gerard debate, I'm from Ger- I'm for Gerard because for me, um, the way I watch football, it's less about the statistics and more about you know what you do within that game, right? And for yeah. me, Gerard was more influential in how Liverpool played. Um, you could argue that, you know, the way Chelsea played at the time of Lampard's peak era, it was, I mean, they had other people who were literally defining how Chelsea played, right? I mean, when you're thinking about Mourinho's team, the first name on your list, the first name that comes to mind is not Lampard. I mean, you're thinking of big guys like Gerard. Big guys like um, um of Jogba. Big guys like Jogba. Sorry, I meant Jogba. Terry, Makalele, um, you know. So like, yeah, but they're in the same class. finesse to everything, but in terms of like, and obviously had, you know, he is the highest goal um, goal scoring and midfielder in the Premier League history. Um, so that's. Can never be taken away from him but with respect to like the influence yes. in gameplay not necessarily you know arriving to score because he was so good at that he was so good at arriving at that moment to score and he was definitely the penalty taker as well we all know that jogba was always diving for penalties so they used to win a lot of penalties. <laughs> you know so <laughs> All of those things they come for me. I just look at that. I'm like, okay, that's where I fall on the side of journey. You know. Okay. How, so like, I have like, a question for you. Yeah. Based on your explanation, you know how you mentioned Makalele. You know, we had SCN, we had Jogba, we had yeah. you know, Dream Team, and you think that's why Lampard is not as influential. Although for me, no, I think that's even what I know. Like when, compared to Gerard, compared to Gerard, like you know, they had. But I'm even thinking when Gerald was at Liverpool, right? 
at the peak of his influence, so to speak. How many influential players did they actually have in Liverpool at the time? I can think of Suarez, I can think of Torres, I can think of Storage, I can think of Storage is not even, I don't read Storage like that. I can think of Sterling, right? I can think of all those people. I can think of Benitez. Benitez was a good coach. Let's not even joke about that. And I see Gerald was influential. The court? Okay, there was quite oh my god, yeah. And there was this other guy, Lucas Livia, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. The defense I still Fidel. think Yeah. So I still think that if you wanted to compare oh oh we forgot that we learned. Oh, was, and um was and we say also. That, yeah, we say okay, yes. Yes. So, if we so I think we are, we're getting to that place where the, where we can balance the and say, well, yeah. Lampard was surrounded by influential, Gerard was also surrounded uh, by influential yeah, players. by influential players as well. So, you know, I personally think the Lampard-Gerard debate is a preference thing. I just prefer Lampard. I don't I don't necessarily think Lampard is like a better midfielder or was a so better are you telling One-on-one. You're telling me one-on-one. That Liverpool team back then was comparable to Chelsea. Come on, they, they beat Chelsea. They beat Chelsea though. It, it does they not matter. Um, so Roma beat Barcelona does not mean that they're comparable. It, 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 it does not matter. It does not matter. It does not matter. It does not this... matter. That's where the manager comes in with his tactics. That's how yes. a team can be better than some of his parts. A team but, can also but, have a group of great players and you the cannot can you i'm sorry you dare not compare you're talking about you're talking about Jose with the chelsea yeah. team and said they were on the yeah. same scale the chelsea, team, you are to- the chelsea team the chelsea team that I, I feel like you're talking about was the 2004 2005 even up to like 2012 chelsea that was, that was peak gerard that when did they win their champions league they won in 2005 so that's the yes, team Funny enough, I don't think that was Pick Gerald. I don't think 2005 was Pick Gerald. I don't think 2005 was Pick Gerald. Okay. When I, did, when, think, when... I think from 2007, 2007, 2008, 2009, up until he retired. Up, like, no. When was, the, when was that time where we had like four English teams in the semi final? Oh. Oh, I can't what, remember what the year specifically right that? now. I, I really can't remember the year. United got to the final, right? Okay, yeah, it was 2008 now. Was, was yeah, Moscow. What Chelsea yeah, and Man U play in the final? Yes. Was that? Was was it then? No. Still vague. Still vague in my head though. It's between 2009 and 2011, I think. And Chelsea and Liverpool had a clash. Yeah. Was doing. I think yeah. it was before the 2010s. It was. I just remember this period. And I think that period, that period where English football was at its peak, that period where we had English football was really, really dominating, even in Europe. I think that was the peak moment. That was peak period for Gerald. I don't think 2005 was his peak. No, I don't okay. think so. Gerald um, wasn't even their savior. He wasn't even their savior in that game. Okay. All right. Still the first experience podcast. Boy, oh boy, this Sunday has been for laughs. Uh, I've just been giggling. <laughs> <on the, laughs> I'm like, wow. Okay, so so many records. First, it's the first podcast where I had to be a spec listener. Secondly, it was the first <laughs> podcast where a guest asked another guest a question. I'm like, Ooh, wow. For real? It hasn't yeah, happened. awesome. 
that hasn't happened before wow. first time i mean oh. i mean the guest literally says oh i have a question for you oh here you go that's the question so uh record setters on this um podcast episode ladies and gentlemen just in case you fast forwarded the whole um 50 or 40 something minutes and you are just you started from this point this is the first x minutes podcast my name is rotimi daramala you find me on twitter at papi underscore the great i have with me um kemi she's a manchester united fan and bisola she is an arsenal fan um before i let them go enjoy the rest of their sunday evening I'll start with Bissola. I think she was so vocal with Frank Lampard. I think it's um, with Gerard. I think there's something in the waters between um, Bissola and um, Gerard. I think she was so vocal about um, Gerard. Why Kemi was so vocal, vocal about um, Frank Lampard? Um, they both support <laughs> Manchester United and I'm sorry, Arsenal and Manchester United respectively. And I'll start with Arsenal fan. Kemi, um, Bissola, create a five-a-side team of ex-players for your favorite clubs. Or for your favorite club. Now you have to mention a goalkeeper, and then you can choose to set up a side without the defender, or without a midfielder, or without the striker. But create a five-a-side team of ex-players for your favorite club. Okay, uh, goalkeeper definitely is David Seaman. Mm. Okay. Mm. Um, I'm gonna go five-a-side. You want close control. So I'm gonna go um, Perez, Henry, Birch Camp. So that's four, and then someone in the midfield. Let me see. Um, let me say Patrick Vieira. Ah, I did. I did it. You know what you were saying? Let I me do. see. My, I, 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 I just said that I was, my breath. Vieira is coming. Vera. Viera is coming. Viera is coming somewhere, somewhere. I mean, you need a Viera sometimes to ruffle the feathers of the Kings and um, the yep. other defender, uh, midfielders or strikers um, that might they might be facing. Um, Kemi, your five yeah. aside um, of X players for Manchester United. Um, in goal, I'll choose. I'll choose Van der Sar. I was thinking Schmeichel, but I'll choose. I can't. Sh- I can't wow. spell Schmeichel either. Wow! 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 I, I Wait can't a minute. Van der Sar or Schmeichel? Yeah. I can't. I can't even spell Schmeichel. Just anyway. Schmeichel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually. I. I. I don't like. It's not like I don't read Schmeichel. You know. I watch his clips, but I didn't actually like really really watch him. Okay. You know. I didn't really watch him for that long compared to how I watched Van der Sar. I think Van der Sar came in 2005, 2006. So I didn't really watch Michael like that. So um, for me, Van der Sar is in goal. We need someone at the back. Oh, 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 oh. We need someone at the back. So I, oh, I Steve Bruce. Wow. I'll keep Steve Bruce. Steve Bruce at the back. In the middle, I'm not even stressing myself. It's gonna be scores, but scores is gonna be in the middle. I'd have said King, but King will probably break someone's leg. So <laughs> let's and he will forget that it's just a game. So um Coles, just you know, to help. So I picked three players, right? So we have two more. Um Rooney, Rooney is in front, Rooney and I don't want to say I don't want to say Cristiano Ronaldo because I feel like I've a lot of United fans like rate him too much and we should all move on. So I'll choose someone else. Um yes, so I'll choose Rooney and Vanister Roy. Wow. Hmm. Okay. 
What so, can um, Manchester United do without that diver? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know what just happened? Mr. Mr. was just like. Um, let me give this. Let me just give like three seconds silence because if I don't give the silence, this bomb that I want to drop, it will not really blast. <laughs> so she just gives silence and then she just pops in like, okay. yeah, the rude one. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. Uh, <laughs> but okay, so I'm thinking though, if you listen to this podcast and or if you have listened up to this stage, you've definitely heard um Bisola's um argument about her father's side and then you've heard um Kemi make a selection as the manager of um, a five-a-side team comprising of ex-Manchester United players leave us a comment on Twitter and let us know who you think will win in a five-a-side you don't need a defender mm. okay the pitch is too small you need somebody who can use the ball mm. close control yeah. Keyword, close <laughs> control, and this is where we wrap it up on the um, first X minutes podcast episode. Oh. Thank you so much, Bissala, for taking our time. Thank you for inviting me. This was fun. Thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Kemi. Thank you so much for um, bringing out the Gerard Lampard conversation. Being the first X minutes podcast, um, special shout out to my guest, um, Bissala. Thank you so much, Kemi. Thank you so much for um, joining this. I had laughs all through. I mean, at some yeah. point in time, you just relieved me of the stress of talking. So I was just listening to um, both of you. You find them on Twitter at the Hot Red for Bissala H A W T underscore Red. She's a national fan. And if you're a Manchester United fan and you want to rub minds with a fellow Manchester United fan, head over to Twitter. Follow Kemi at the Kemi underscore Y T H E K E M I underscore Y. I'll catch you in the next episode of the podcast. Whatever you're doing, stay safe. Mind your business. Drink a whole lot of water. I'll catch you in the next episode of the podcast. Bye for now. <laughs>